Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is a creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show, and watch your life grow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Uh, Matthews Show, and uh, today we've got an uh, exciting guest. Of course, we always have exciting guests, but this one is really exciting in particular because his name is George S. McQuaid III. He's the Vice President of Mail Communications based in Los Angeles. Uh, he's a world-renowned uh, media specialist, social media specialist, and publicist. Uh, worked with many different uh, entertainers. Uh, and uh, he's actually a, a business writer uh, and multimedia expert uh, for uh, uh, Technorati, which, of course, you know has over 350 million subscribers. And so today what I wanted to do is, uh, you know, I wanted to have George come on and I wanted to have a conversation about uh, social media uh, and the efficacy of social media for small business, for uh, upcoming uh, authors, uh, and those who – don't really get the whole social media game and why it's so important. So all that being said, how you doing, my friend? Hey, pretty good. What an intro. I think the check's in the mail. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm looking forward. Uh, so, so, George, talk to me about social media. Why is it uh, uh, no longer uh, an option, really, for you know any business? Well, if, if you if you roll back a couple of years, everybody was talking about email and how much of a bother it was. I don't know if you remember those days, but oh, absolutely! It, it seems like every couple of years, technology reinvents itself, and then we have to figure out where it went, how it went, and how to keep up and how does it fit in. And mm-hmm. I think what has happened is the consumer, the user—that's you and me—and the people that are curious about it got ahead of the media, and now the media has finally caught up, and they said, hey. We're losing our viewers and our listeners. We gotta get back to the internet. And then about five, six years ago, we started seeing things like, if you want more on this story, like on Dan Rather when he was on the air, mm-hmm. uh, you go to CBS.com and you're going, why do they keep sending me to the internet? Well, what they realize is people like you and I can't wait for the news at six and eleven o'clock. We go mm-hmm. to where we want it, when we want it, and if we want to create it, we'll even shoot it and create it. That's absolutely right. So it's 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 it it really is important to uh, get into social media, dive right in, and it's not really something that you can say, oh, I don't think I really need that. It's really imperative, and if you don't, it's pretty much dead in the water. Well, a lot of people thought it would be a lot of extra work. It is a lot of work. People that really specialize, and if somebody says they're a social media expert, I run the other way because social media applications, <laughs> social media applications come out. Every day there's a new one. So how can you be mm-hmm. something that hasn't happened yet? But uh, to, a short answer to your question, every business, small or large, needs social media. It's how mm-hmm. you go about it. And what I want to talk about a little bit today, if it's okay with you and your listeners, is what's really critical. And that is how does social media 
fit into the picture of what I'm doing. Because it's not for everybody, but some is, some isn't. And what I want to do is talk about the ones that are critical. There's basically five to six networks out there that are really vital for your business. And I'm not just mm-hmm. talking Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook, granted, but everybody can lose their Facebook account if they do it wrong. And mm-hmm. it can be your worst nightmare. Think of it this way. Facebook is a marketing tool. Twitter, T-I-W, excuse me, T-W-I, I've never spelled this before, T-W-I-T-T-E-R, Twitter.com, mm-hmm. uh, is like a mini news release, a link to your news release, a link to your site. But what I'm finding out more is more of a link to your image at the moment. So let's yes. say that, well said, George. Well said. I like that. I like well, that. Well, well, let's say that Felipe Matthews right now, while he's listening to George McQuaid talk about social media, is writing a little tweet, and he's taking a picture of him in the studio. Mm-hmm. People are mm-hmm. going to click on that more than if you just send a tweet say, I'm talking to George McQuaid. But I'm mm-hmm. talking to George McQuaid live in my studio, and here's my photo. Why is that interesting to me? Because a picture tells a thousand words, which explains and moves me to the next social network, which is Pinterest. Pinterest has its good, bad, and ugly. The Mm -hmm. great thing about Pinterest, it's the fastest-growing network. It's probably the easiest. It's more easy than AOL. And all it is is sharing photos online. Right-click, start a thing. But I see what's happening is a lot of businesses and a lot of people are actually using Pinterest as uh, a launch pad for their business. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. sharing photos. They're sharing how to. There's, there's actually a person that competes in my industry. Uh, step number one, how to get free PR. Step number two, how to take that free PR and share it. Step number three, it goes on and on. But it is one of the fastest growing because all you do is download the application. You have an account. You right-click on Philippe Matthews' photo or a photo on his site, and it goes to your account. Here's the drawback, and here's what's going to happen in the future, and you heard it here first on the Felipe Matthews TV show. There is going to be copyright issues because you have have wire image. You have the Associated Press. And ironically, I called the Associated Press during Oscars week. And I talked to I won't tell you who because I don't want to embarrass the guy, but I talked to the photo editor at the Associated Press. I said, do you know anything about penetrist? And he said, What? What is that? I said, this is an Wow. App. Yeah, that's what I said. I said Whoa, wow. Like, Are you kidding me? I'm serious. It's a heart attack. It blew me away. And I said, you really need to look at that. He said, well, I'll write it down and, and take it to my editor. I said, you better do more than that. I said, you need to install what is known as a no-pin interest. I actually have a code that I created to stop it from copying. So you cannot go to my site, which is mayo, M-A-Y-O-P-R.com, and copy any image you want. You can't mm-hmm. include anything that is connected to that site because what happens is, you right-click, and it'll say, this site is not for pen interest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's what photographers need to do. If anybody is listening and uh, is wondering, how can I stop this because I make money on my images or my video, uh, have them send me an email or email to you, forward it on, and, and I'll send them the code. It's very yeah, like you, a one or two line that I created, and it works. You, you bring up a really good point, uh, George, because, you know, social media um, has really empowered the individual not to just receive their news, but to report it. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what's interesting is about five, six years ago, and I kind of saw this, I try to stay ahead of the technology, or at least up. I try to stay up with the Joneses, if you will, because that's really what you're doing. You're, you're doing what everybody else is doing, but maybe a little bit better, a little bit more unique. But what I discovered years ago is that blogs and YouTube videos 
really shot your stuff up a lot faster if you're starting out a business. Now, the longer you're on the Internet, I've been on the Internet for 15, maybe going on 20 years now, and just mm-hmm. kind of update everything. Longevity and history is really critical, but since you're just starting out, and let's say you're listening to this show, you just got laid off, but you got a great idea for a job. The first thing you should do is sit down and go, okay, Here's the pros and cons of doing this business. And if you're doing a home business, you've really got to look at that if you're raising a family. Because you're mm-hmm. going to spend six, seven days a week, probably 60 hours, 80 hours a week on your uh, business. But what you do is you do a, a business plan, and then you want to talk to somebody. Hopefully you got some friends in the legal department and say, what do I really need to do to protect my business? Because this happened to me 15 years ago, and it cost me $400 for 10 years to protect my our name, Mayo Communications. We actually had somebody literally call us and say, what do you do at Mayo Communications? And we answered the questions, and long and behold, about a year later, that person came up with a website and took all our content off of our website. Amazing. But here's the the catch on it. She actually took out uh, a website of a celebrity golf tourney and took out his domain page without taking out her own. So I had to go out and buy every domain that was connected. I even have .orgs, and I, I'm not even a nonprofit. <laughs> you bring up a great point because that's, I think uh, small business owners, uh, uh, authors, uh, and people who just want to launch an Internet business, they don't understand that uh, just the .com is not enough. You need to own every iteration uh, of, that, of, of your domain. Well, in addition to getting a business plan and looking at your legal and then getting a logo, because you need a logo to really establish yourself, but the other thing you've got to think about is what is my target audience? Am I mm-hmm. selling stuff online? Then I need an e-commerce site. If I'm selling services, I need a website that explains my services. But more importantly, a lot of people will put a blog on their website. That means you only go to your website to get everything. How about – I look at it as like a bureau. If you put a blog out there, that's like a bureau worldwide. So Mm -hmm. he could be in Argentina, he could be working, and he may be sending an email to the new business customer and sending a package, and I don't even know he's in Argentina. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it comes back to my website. And really what's key is backlinks to your website when you're starting out, which leads to another area. Talk to me about, you know, you see a lot of sites and they have the share it button on there. Talk about that and how important that is. Share buttons are very critical. You can have a great story, a great event, and I've seen this a million times. If you don't share that little article in Linden, Washington, or wherever you are, it's going to go nowhere fast. Let me give an example. Let's say you get an article in a little paper in, oh, it's with Washington or something, or uh, uh, some little town that's like three or 4,000 readers or subscription. You can take that particular article, and especially as an image, and share that with hundreds of millions of eyeballs. And here are the sites that you need to be critical and, 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 and write this down that are critical on what you do. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T uh, dot com. Uh, start out with dig, D-I-G-G dot com. Another one is uh, Vine, V-I-N-E. That's where a lot of news stories go. A bookmarker by the name of Delicious. That's an easy one to remember. How delicious can it get? <laughs> stumble upon, but in this order: dig, stumble upon, uh, delicious, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and if it's a photo, Pinterest would be really good. Now, here's mm-hmm. a site that's overlooked, and I actually took a long time and studied this for a long time and did some experiments with. 
LinkedIn. When you start your business, Felipe Matthews, CEO, President, the headline of LinkedIn when you sign up for a free account with L-I-N-K-E-D-N.com, the headline of who you are is going to be marketed by now a public company, LinkedIn. And you can actually start a company site and get people to actually follow. Now, mm-hmm. what I found out about LinkedIn and every other social network, you need to engage your followers, your target audience. In other words, you need to act as if they're at your front door or on the phone with you talking to you. That's right. That's absolutely right. You cannot treat them as just another number. Oh, wow, i got 60,000 things on Facebook and, and how many followers. on it. You can have a million followers on the Philippi Matthews TV show. And hardly any engagement, which means you're not getting, you're not making money. And mm-hmm. content is mm-hmm. king. You've got to engage your customers. And here's an experiment that I did that went out of control and told me so what I just explained to you. I started out a group and I called it entertainment publicists. Not to, uh, not to alienate our, our listeners. I added communicators because I had government people that wanted to join. They said, is it only about entertainment publicity? And I said, no, it's about the communication. It's about the PR industry. It's about public relations. It's about reputation. Man, wow, I want to join, but uh, it's just the title. So you know what I did? I put entertainment communicators plus I added and communicators, entertainment publicists and communicators. And what I did is I put a couple of stories on there, and it started out with four or five people. But each people, each of those people that came to the site, or as a private site, the request to join, I sent them a personal letter after looking at their profile and said, Philippe Matthews, you have a very impressive background. You will be a welcome addition to our site. Please be sure to introduce yourself and tell us your company, what you do, and mm-hmm. leave any questions, suggestions, or story ideas. That started with four a couple of months ago. I'm up to over 2,300, 2,300. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens now, it grows naturally, organically, two, two dozen people a week. Mm-hmm. Two mm-hmm. people from all over the world, and it's only because I personally engaged them and I mm-hmm. recognize them. Now, here's the other thing that I did. When they joined, Phil, after I get to like 12 or about 24, I recognize them and spotlight them. Please mm-hmm. say hello to our new members from Sacramento, mm-hmm. L.A., mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. Melbourne, uh, you know, Sydney, Australia, uh, India, wherever it is. And underneath that in the second part, because you only get like 104 characters in uh, LinkedIn, but in mm-hmm. the second part of that segment is Felipe Matthews, host of the TV show, and then it has a little information about you in the city. I have all the new members that have joined. So what have I done? I've taken the spotlight from me and pointed it on the members because it's a member right. group site. That's correct. That's what's that's key. Correct. And that's one of my target audiences. Now, that's a great idea. You bring up another good point. That's a great idea for uh, any business uh, to do uh, is to start a group and, and, to, and to do it in the way that you're talking about. That is one of the dilemmas that, that we see. And even, you know, small business owners or, or what, what I call solopreneur or entrepreneur, uh, people don't necessarily want to read about your dog and what you did with your cat. Uh, those are things that really you don't want to put on social media, even though the social media pundits will tell you to do that. But really, if you're in business, we don't really care about that. But this is what, what you're talking about is really the nuts and bolts and the psychology behind social media. 
Well, think about it. You just said the, the key word, social media. It's not like going to the coffee shop, but only online without the coffee, and all your mm-hmm. imagination mm-hmm. is on the mm-hmm. line. What you also have to remember, you made a very critical point that I didn't bring up, is when you're thinking about doing a business and you're including social media, separate your personal from your private. You know, right. How many times I've told people that, you know, you've got baby pictures, you've got your family pictures, you're showing me your house. There's people that get broke into the, by saying, you know, here's my house, da-da-da-da, on a vacation. Whoop-dee. Hey, wow, you told me where you live. I can see that. It has happened. It's a story that comes out every week in the newspaper somewhere in the country about that happening. Yeah, and it, it just drives you crazy. But I'll tell you what the deal is. You've got to keep your personal, you know, open up a, a personal account, even if you use, like, your first name and, and, and initial. Uh, and your friends, you got to look into your your personal uh, settings on your account. You can stop people from looking at your stuff, from sharing, from doing whatever, because it's the quiet ones you got to watch on on Facebook and, and these right. sites. But the yeah, there's so many. You know what? <laughs> there's, there, you know what? If there's 800 million people on Facebook, think about it. How long would it take to find a pervert? Forever. Absolutely. But how long will it take them to find you if you've combined your business and you're marketing your business and your personal life? That's right. That's absolutely right. Now, there's something else that, that I should mention that is really, really huge. And if you're just starting out or if you're just joining the Philippi Matthews TV show, I highly recommend that you take out a free Gmail, G-M-A-I-L. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and use, like, your first initial, last name, more likely, unless it's common. And if your name has been taken, use your first initial, last name, USA, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then come mm-hmm. up with a social media password that's easy to remember but is not a password of anything else that you have. And then change it about every three to four months. And here's mm, why. Very good. When you get into Gmail, which is free, and you get comfortable using it, there is an easy button in your account and in the package, it's a bundle package. I'm trying to talk in very simple terms here. There is a package in there called Google+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And there are other applications, if you're into pictures, called Picasa. It's like free Photoshop, only right, for right. Uh, Photoshop 101 for dummies. It's, it's mm-hmm. amazing how everything is connected. And I found this out just like a couple of years ago. And then there's a YouTube account, so you can put your videos you can put your, your images, and you can put your business on Google+, and it's all connected. So once right. you sign up for Gmail, and then you click on the account that signs up for Google+, you use the same username and password. How easy is that? Exactly. exactly. And the other thing is very, very cool. Once you start your personal account, and I find that people on Google+, are very sophisticated and very business-oriented, once you get to Google+, you can do your own landing page. And why is mm-hmm. it critical in a small business? Because Google has 95% of the search engine. That's right. They control it all online. Think about it. It's the monopoly. Years, about 10, 20 years ago, it was, it was Microsoft. They were the mm-hmm. monopoly on software. Mm-hmm. I launched Linux in America. That's how I know. The guy <laughs> told me he wanted to compete with Microsoft. I said, so does everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, another good point to bring up, George. Another good point you bring up um, about uh, uh, Google, about uh, Gmail, uh, is, you know, people also who are seeking jobs, uh, they're not necessarily an entrepreneur. They're actually job hunting and using social media to do it. What, are, what is the advice that you offer people who are looking for jobs and using social media and trying to put together their, their image uh, uh, so that they can be a good prospect and a good fit for a company or corporation. Very, 
very good question. And I'll tell you, I've seen people get fired. I've seen people not get hired. And I've seen people that couldn't figure out why they couldn't get hired. And I've actually talked to HR people. I have HR people, and I've read that they go to the social sites before they even look at your resume. What you need to do, if you're looking for a job for the first time or you're getting out of college, even while you're in college, go online and type in your name as if you're an HR person. You're really going to be surprised what comes up because everything that you've posted online is going to be out there. So mm-hmm. if you've got Facebook where you're drinking and having a great time and partying online or whatever, take those pictures and make them private on a personal account. Open up a new one. What I recommend, if you get into Gmail, as we talked about earlier, there's also a Gmail blog that's free. And it's basically cut and paste the headline, cut and paste the uh, text in the body. And here's what I highly recommend. I've seen a few people when I speak to universities to talk about how to prepare for the next world kind of thing as far as your career, is take out a blog and put a headline, Philippi Matthews, looking for a television producer job or whatever, in the mm-hmm. headline. And then you just kind of update it every once in a while. And in there, you want to put a picture of you working or doing something interesting, but, you know, like you would dress like if you're coming to work for me or the person you want to work for. Dress to kill. Dress as if you are going to work for the job of your your choice. And what you want to do is put your resume in very short order so it fits on one page and it's interesting. In other words, uh, stay away from all the weird designs and everything. Plain is better. Simple is, keep it simple, stupid. The old KISS abbreviation uh, that we grew up with. It is really mm-hmm. true. The more simple you are, the more easier they can find you. And remember, Google has 95% of the searches. So if you put out a blog with your name, your name is going to be the brand. It's going to come up That's with right. That's right. And if I'm trying well, to get a job with Philippi Matthews' TV show, the first thing that right. Philippi's going to do is he's going to type in George McQuaid. That's right. And he's going to type in George McQuaid plus Facebook or George McQuaid on Twitter, George mm-hmm. McQuaid on Google Plus, George McQuaid uh, complaints about George McQuaid, whatever it mm-hmm. is, uh, George McQuaid uh, plus parties, George McQuaid plus events, whatever it is, they're going to find you. Now, that's also a good point, and let's talk about that. I know you have the expertise to do it, and that is what happens when uh, negative comments are played. You know, people just hate on you for no reason. What do you do when you have negative comments on your Twitter or Facebook? Very, very, very good question. Before before I, I just want to do a little cap on that last question when you're looking for a job. Never, ever, ever say anything bad about anybody, any cause, and stay away from politics. You mm-hmm. may not like President Obama, but maybe the employer is, you know, worships President Obama. And if you say right. something bad against the administration, his government, his business, whatever's going on, you're not, you're not going to be hired. Right. That's and especially, right. and it could be the HR, you know, it could be an ant in the HR office that, that mm-hmm. just loves mm-hmm. Obama, and you're saying something bad, hey, he's going to cut you out. That's right. Now, to get back to your original question, what happens if somebody posts a negative comment? Let's say somebody posts a negative comment on the Philippi Matthews TV show, okay, and they post it on your blog or they post it on your forum. First and foremost, take a deep breath. Don't take it personal. And think before you post. Don't respond to negative right there. Find out who posted it. Look him up. Pretend like you're the HR guy of earlier that you know that brags about doing the deep search about this guy, and I want to find out everything I can. <laughs> find out everything you can about him. Now, there's got, and if you can't find something, do his name plus an email contact. Get his email contact. Look for him on Facebook. Look for him on Twitter. Whatever, and send him a personal email. And you want to apologize if he's 
if you've done something wrong, and maybe you're, maybe he's right, maybe he's not right, but he's attacking you. Philip Matthews, you want to do something like this? Philip, Philip Matthews, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I apologize that you had to stand in line so long. What can I do to correct the matter, or what is it that you're so upset about? And let them vent with you one-on-one. It's, it's kind of like preventing a law from happening. Let's say that somebody slipped and fell on your sidewalk in front of your office, and they mm-hmm. want to sue you. Well, if you call that person and say, look, you know, you were wearing slippery shoes. It was icy. It was snowy. You know, this could have happened to anybody. What can I do to make life easier? They said, well, if you can pay my doctor bill. Well, you're going to pay the doctor bill. You know, so what? Three, $4,000. That's better than a $100,000 or a million-dollar lawsuit or spending yeah. time in court. Mm-hmm. Just a phone call can break the ice. And maybe this person who doesn't have a life and hates life, and maybe his dad died or something happened to him, just by giving him a little bit of attention, you may have made his day. If anything else, you made him feel guilty because it takes a bigger person, woman or man, to say, I'm sorry, right or wrong, you put them on the spot, it's your turn, pal. Now what? Now well, why you know, are you complaining? I'm, I'm, I'm complying with you. I'm apologizing to you. I'm admitting you're right. I'm wrong. How can I correct this? Yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're explaining the, uh, the technique, really, of what's known in the industry. It's uh, in an entire movement, an entire industry called crisis PR. Uh, and it's, and also, yeah, of, it's also reputation management. It's, it's, yeah, and it's reputation management. Yeah, absolutely. This is fantastic because the other thing, George, is – uh, I, I think that people in business, unfortunately, especially people new starting their business, they look at PR, social media, online marketing. They look at all of that last, uh, as, and, and really it should be the first thing that they do. It should be number one, if not number two, because without it, you go nowhere fast. Yeah. You can have the best party. You can have the launch of the Philippi Matthews TV show, Wolf Gone Fuck Cooking, uh, Carlos Santana playing, and it's by a poolside, and there's free champagne the rest of the night. And if nobody knows about it, nobody's coming. Who knows? How, who knows that you're having a party? So you got to you got to toot your horn. You got to let people know that you've got this this great thing. Some other things that that, that I think is, is really critical, and I hear this all the time. Oh, we we're working on a website. It, our website's not up, and, and we're going to do PR. And then here's the other thing I hear from movie people. We just shot our movie, and we're probably going to do PR this fall. When you have a movie you're about to shoot, you should be talking about the movie. You should talk about it when you're shooting it, and you should show mm-hmm. me some scenes of you shooting it and go behind And then mm-hmm. you should tell me that you shot the movie. Because I'd say the best person five years ago before social media came out was Peter Jackson in King Kong. He did the craziest thing. Everybody made fun of him, but guess what? After he showed how they did the Kong and and the behind the scenes and all the trick shots and the jungle shots, he posted that stuff online. He had a million followers before he even launched or announced that King Kong was ready for distribution. You are so right. The same happened with the Avengers. I mean, they they obviously uh, got smart, and uh, you know, even um, uh, Avatar and all of the major movies. Now you will see that social media. Uh, you'll see it on Facebook uh, and Twitter. Uh, a year or more before it comes out, and it's like you start l- developing the anticipation. Whereas back in the old days, uh, which was only a few weeks ago, <laughs> in social media term, it would just be a trailer or a little or a little tease in the theater, but yep. there would be no news about it. Now, you know, there's an entire following behind. They, you know, I remember there was a TV show. It got over a hundred thousand. 
Facebook fans before the television show ever aired uh, six months later. Yep. And here's the other thing that I've seen with, with startups where, especially family startups, where they, they put somebody from the family in there and they don't have a passion for what they do. And so when they do the interview, it's like you're interviewing a funeral for a friend. You need to remember, if you're going to take something on, I'm serious. This is a true story. I'm leaving names out, but I'm done. Well, you, you know I've gone through that. I've had some people on the show that it's like, oh, my God, please be over. Please, I'm dying over here. I had somebody do an hour interview, and it was like uh, interviewing the, somebody death died in the family. I mean, it was just <laughs> unbelievable. So you have to have a passion. You have to have strategy, we talked about. And, and you have to uh, really – Think about the purpose and your target audience and what you're going after because maybe you don't need all that stuff. Maybe mm -hmm. just, maybe just a website with e-commerce is going to sell your jewelry and maybe go to a couple of events. But I'll tell you what's going to ramp you up more than anything else, and especially if you're in trouble, reputation management I'm talking about too, is celebrity charity or just charity involvement. If you mm -hmm. get involved in a charity – and it's kind of related to your interest, your industry. For example, when uh, Hurricane Tr Katrina uh, kicked in, you know who the first person that was on the scene with bottles of water? Walmart. Yep. Home Depot. That's absolutely right. They opened up the parking lot. And you know what? FEMA showed up four days later. FEMA, right. FEMA could have stayed home because Walmart and uh, Home Depot provided all water that they needed and mm -hmm. supplies. And then the emergency people, they didn't go to all the victims. They went to Home Depot and they went to Walmart. How much publicity mm -hmm. could you ask for? That's exactly correct. Uh, it's called cause marketing. Yeah. Uh, the, so, yeah, talk about that. Cause marketing is absolutely essential. Well, and a lot of people don't understand it. You know, they throw out these words like corporate social responsibility. What is that? <laughs> what the hell is that? That's an oxymoron right there, corporate. <laughs> That's what it is. So I went out to a couple of CSRs. You know, you have to get the lingo, CSR. So I did a That's couple right. of CSRs, uh, you know, a couple of weekends in a row. And what it is basically is rolling up your sleeve, giving from the heart, and helping somebody that needs your services but you don't charge them. Right. For example, uh, some of the biggest mileage that I got last year was helping American Cancer Society. And, what, and the reason I really gave from the heart, because my dad died of pancreatic cancer. My mm -hmm. mom died of mm -hmm. sclerosis. Five years ago, uh, out of the hundreds of PRSA members, nobody volunteered to write a news release for the multiple sclerosis Orange County chapter. When they called me and they said multiple sclerosis, they did not have to ask me twice. I said, send me your information, I will put out your news release, I will distribute your news release, no charge, and I don't even need to go to your event. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. here's what happened. Here's what happened. When you do something from the heart and you don't think it's going to be very much, here's the impact. This happened on a Wednesday. I put it out, I wrote it, they approved it Thursday, I put out a news release on Friday. What MS Orange County Chapter was doing is auctioning off on eBay a walk-on roll for Scrubs on BC when it first came out, the sitcom. And I didn't hear from them. Monday, Tuesday, I said, boy, you know, I did all that work. I put it out. I, you know, I was just curious. I called. I didn't get any calls back. Wednesday, I got a call back saying, George, I'm sorry we didn't call you back to thank you. I just want to tell you, we raised a million dollars over the weekend thanks to your distribution and your... Wow. Incredible. Incredible. And that kind of response is more yeah. pay than you can get anywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It gave right. me goosebumps then, and it gives me goosebumps now. When I absolutely. talk about it, when I think about it, it's just it's unbelievable. 
And something as small as, and here's another thing that we did. We, we went to uh, Pasadena to help out the Union Station Foundation. Their problem was branding. Union Station Foundation sounds like a train depot, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. What it is, they help the homeless, they feed the hum- homeless, the hungry, and, and try to help them get a job. Mm-hmm. You would never know that. They've been around for 40 years. Mm. When the lady called me, she says, I need some help. What can we do? I said, what have you done before? Well, you know, the mission downtown and the dollar priest and all those people, they're always stealing our thunder. I said, why don't you try something different? I said, why don't you bring in child actors and put them in the serving line? And they'll mm. invite all their friends. We can publicize it. We can even do a live cooking show. And we can mm-hmm. even call KNX Business Hour and talk about why you should give to charity. And why mm-hmm. this particular charity is helping out the community. We mm-hmm. went here Thanksgiving. We had 5,000 people in the park. People were not only bringing out turkeys and stuff, they had to give away turkeys so many. <laughs> I mean, they have a turkey bags to go. It was hilarious. That's <laughs> was very, very Amazing. Cool. Excellent. What was very, very cool is all these child actors from Spy Kids to Russ and Spy Kids 2 and 3 and even the twins from uh, the, the sitcom Friends, the Blonde Twins, they were growing up, they were picking up litter. It was amazing watching these people that you'd, you'd seen on TV actually rolling up their sleeves and serving in line. Channel 5, KTLA, Tribune, owned by Los Angeles Times Tribune Company, they did a live cooking show for an hour. Now, George, I also want to talk to you about you bringing up something that's kind of in the intermediate realm uh, for uh, business, uh, you know, business owners uh, promoting and using, uh, you know, uh, online PR. What are your thoughts on uh, online PR newswire? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's interesting. Uh, the the new wire, you know, you know, of all the, of all the PR, of all the uh, the PR wire services that charge. I would say probably PR Newswire is the is probably the the most I don't know for me credible and that's my own personal opinion and mm. the reason I say that is because they they do help out a lot of startup businesses for example if you're a PR firm and and you've got a uh, a new client they'll actually put out the client uh, roster for you uh, every once in a while and and that that's pretty cool. But what I also like about them is they also sponsor events like Media Workshop, like How to Start Your Business. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the biggest mistake about all these media workshops, all these social uh, media things that are free, your webinars, here's the challenge of that I see, because I used to write on these things, and I stopped going to them because I was asking questions they didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. And I saying, you know what, all these workshops, they're bragging about all the traffic they have and how wonderful they are and how many movies they can put up or how many customers mm-hmm. are coming, but they they don't mm-hmm. talk about how Felipe Matthews can use an application that's going to help his TV show or help mm-hmm. his topic to his website. I'd never heard that, so I stopped covering those, and I started moderating social media workshops. And the reason I say moderate is so I could ask questions and get the information and ask those questions. How do you go about using a particular application? What is the best application mm-hmm. to get topic mm-hmm. to this site, to this blog? How can I get – and here's what's really, really interesting. The bigger they are, the more bureaucratic and the less they know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say a name, but there is a big, major movie company in town that does not pay attention to negative comments. They actually hired somebody recently to handle that. But what I found interesting is they let a lot of stuff slide, and you can't do that because what happens is it gets worse and worse. There is a utility company. I sent a note to the president of the utility company. I looked at their website. Looked like a nice engagement. Hey, thanks a lot. Nice to, nice to service. Thanks for responding to my gas leak. And then there were five more customers that had posted on this website 
of a huge, huge website and a huge company, millions of customers. And here's what here's what it said. I've been out without my power for a week. When are you going to turn it back on? Oh, my. And then I saw an automatic response. Thank you for responding. A customer service rep will get with you. Now, if their power's been out, that means that <laughs> the, How the, hell is the customer service rep going to get back to you. The automated response. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, and, 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 and they kept saying, and then it was in two weeks went by. <laughs> I'm still without power. I can't read your messages. Please call me at this number. And, and again, the, the automated response. Thank you for checking in. Uh, automatic uh, a customer service rep will get with you shortly. Thanks for shopping at you know X Y Z or whatever it is. Mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. have that in there and it's cookie cutter, then what happens is they end up going online, which is like a hard part to get rid of. And they start a forum, and they start a forum in your name, and then they start complaining about you, and then mm-hmm. people that worked at your company start complaining right. about you, and pretty soon you have a new club. Absolutely. And that, Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, I, I won't tell you the company, but I had a company. It took me a whole year, a whole year to save this $50 million company from going down in flames. And what I discovered Looking at the back end of their website is they did everything themselves internally, but what's interesting, they did not have a title for their own website. The title of that company went to a forum. So the title of that company, when you type it in, would go to that forum. Wow, because the the forum forum was was driving all the traffic. The forum was good things I like about working at XYZ, bad things I like about working with XYZ. And every time somebody made a comment, that shot up in the Internet. Yep. Deadly. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's uh, one of the things you got to be hey, careful. Hey, George, how can people get in contact with you? Because I know you are not just a great PR uh, cat, but I also know you are a PR cat for hire. And I'm oh, sure it's, it's, easy. It's, it's, it's real easy. You know, I, I just talked about it, and it's a good way to find out. I tell people, how did you find me? And that's the other thing you want to do when you when you put things online. The first thing you should say is, uh, who told you about it? Did you, did you get referred to it? Did you find me? No, I just Google. What did you type in? Find out what they're typing in. Well, if you go online right now and type in George McQuaid, M-C-Q-U-A-D-E, and put a plus sign on there, you could put George McQuaid plus Technorati, T-E-C-H-O-N-A-R, Technorati, I can't even spell it. It would be T-E-C-H-N-O-R-A-T-I plus George McQuaid. All my articles are going to come up. If you mm-hmm. type in George McQuaid plus examiner, all my articles are going to come up. But what's very, very cool, you click on my name, it goes, in other words, by George McQuaid, the article, it goes right to my website. And my website is very easy. That's the other thing. Find an easy name for your domain because people can't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thousand words. I've seen websites that go longer than a Twitter. Than a tweet on a Twitter. <laughs> That's so true, man. I see. Yeah, it is a good I won't tell you what it is, but it's like five stars, something production, location, da 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 dot com. I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have, you know what, people, during the dot gone days, because I launched Linux, like I said, during the dot gone days, our, our name is Mayo Communications, and people thought we were a telephony. They said, so what are you, are you a cable company? Are you a telephony? That would be voice over the Internet. <laughs> what do you do? I said, that's it. I went online. I took out the site, mayopr.com, mayopr.com. Now ask me what I do. What do you exactly. do? AOPR.com. We do PR. We do public relations. We do reputation management. We do media training. Now, here's the other thing that's very, very interesting that I have found with the larger companies is it seems the higher you go, the less training and exposure they've had with the media. I won't tell you which company, but I just watched Fox News, 
and a member of this particular organization went on, and they were complaining about how they were helping another organization, which we all know very well, so I don't want to mention names. Mm-hmm. A member of the organization was live on the, t- on the uh, network news show, but when Fox says we asked for a response from the company, the organization, they, they ignored us. Now, worse than saying no comment is ignoring somebody. Mm-hmm. And then you make yourself more interesting, more sexy. So get back to the media, even if it's a negative, find out what their deadline is. If it's a hit piece, so what's your deadline? Five o'clock, Matthew? Uh, okay, uh, Felipe, five o'clock? Yeah, okay, I'll, get, I'll try to get back to four. You call them at 515. Uh, yeah, I was in a meeting. I'm so sorry. I couldn't get back to you. Mm-hmm. Well, at least mm-hmm. you're getting back. Well, the more you respond not- proactively, it's really key to be proactive. But to, to, to find me, it's very easy. George McQuaid plus uh, GooglePlus.com, George McQuaid plus Technorati, George McQuaid plus Examiner, or just go to MAYOPR.com. Like think of the Mayo Clinic, the doctor for PR, Mayo Clinic, only drop the clinic and put MayoCommunications.com with an S or MayoPR.com. It's the same website. M-A-Y-O-P-R.com. Easy to find. And then the phone number, the phone number is real easy. 818-340-5300. That's 818-340-5300. And the other thing that uh, the biggest mistake that businesses make, don't do a news release and put your name down as a contact. Put your wife down. Put anybody but your name because it's very self-serving. And for heaven's sakes, the biggest mistake that small and large businesses make, put a cell phone number so I can find you after 5 o'clock. <laughs> if I'm the New York Times and I'm calling you at 5.05 and you went on the bus and you don't have a cell phone number, how am I going to call you? You know how what I want to do, George? Tomorrow? You know what I want to do? I want to have you come back because that I want to talk about that entire process of producing uh, media releases, what to do, the right things, do's and don'ts, all the myths related to it. We're obviously out of time for this uh, show, but I want to have you come back. We'll do a part two, part three, part four, part five, as many as possible. So people can really get this great information. But I just want to thank you for being on the show. Well, it's my time out. My pleasure. And if they have any questions, George at MayoCommunications.com, or they can call that number. Or uh, you know what I would suggest next time we do it, have them uh, you know come up with a bunch of questions uh, that they have about the media, traditional media, social media, or their business, and we'll just go right through the whole number. Oh, that would be fantastic. Done deal. We'll do a fantastic Q and A from the audience. That'll be fantastic. Absolutely done deal. Great. All right, my friend. Thanks, thanks for having us, and uh, just remember, uh, uh, think before you post. <laughs> you got it. I'll talk to you soon, George. Great. Thanks again. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Bye-bye.